What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to Guilds and Goblins. The What If World Show, where your questions and ideas combine with live, totally in-the-moment random dice rolls, making an off-the-cuff adventure just for you. I'm ZZ Jamalu, your host, joined always by my friend Lola Rabbit. Yeah, but in Guilds and Goblins, I play Lolandra, a bunny and nature mage. Then there's my little brother, Zack. But in the game, I play Zachamedes, a goblin egg chanter who uses eggs to cast his spells. And finally, we have our friend Scully the Squid. That's right. My character is Skull and Bones, a skeleton trickster who can reshape their bones into all kinds of different shapes. We've got three review questions today. The first is from Maggie, age seven, who wrote, What if bees could play the guitar? Then there's Julia from Oakland, California, who left an idea for the word bank. She just wanted us to include a pickle pig. And finally, there's Ruby, age nine. She says, What if a fox and a wolf became friends? Folks at home, this is our ninth Guilds and Goblins episode. We'll link to the others in the show notes. But before we hop into this adventure, we'll give a quick recap. Oh, Zizi, can I help with the recap? Go for it, Zach. Well, in the first adventure, we found the Trumpet of Travel. But then it sucked up all the people from all the different guilds, except for us. And ever since, we've been on a journey to gather the magic ingredients needed to cast a spell and free everyone. We've been charmed by wereworms, almost eaten by hungry hordlings, captured by aliens, stuck in a magic cave where it was our birthday every day, and even chased by flying unicorn cars. But we finally got everything we need to free our people from the trumpet of travel. That was a great recap, Zach. So let's join our adventurers as we find out what if bees could play the guitar. What if a fox and a wolf became friends? Plus, a pickle pig. Your adventure will start after a quick break. Lolandra, Scullin, and Zachamedes, you've been flying around in your unicar for several days. And just as it's about to run out of power, you reach the ruins of Tinkertown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where the master Tinker lives. She's going to help us combine all these ingredients. Yeah, right. I'm sure she's already been swallowed by a giant slug. We're transformed into a socket wrench and we'll have to go on a whole nother set of adventures. You see the old Tinker waving at you from in front of her shop. Oh, well, that was pretty easy. <sighs> almost too easy. Your unicar gives its last sputter as it thumps down in front of the Master Tinker's house heavily. You have reached your destination. Thank you for choosing Unicar. 
How can a car snore? The old master tinker hobbles up to you. I can explain how a car snores, but you'll need advanced training in thermodynamics, engineering, and artificial intelligence. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Please explain in great detail. Well, the first thing you have to understand is that the unicar is neither truly a unicorn nor a car. Fascinating. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Lolandra, I-, I really don't think we have time for this. We have to free our people. Who knows what's happening to them inside the trumpet of travel? You all stumble and stretch out of the car. And when the master tinker sees that Thorn, the water wizard, is with you, she seems suddenly tense. I didn't realize you'd be bringing company. And I didn't realize which master tinker we were seeing. Do you two know each other? The master tinker says, yes. Just as Thorn says, no. I knew there was going to be some kind of problem. You're not going to help us because we're here with Thorn, and you're one of them old-fashioned guild people who doesn't like how she wanted to be different. Oh, I'll still help you. In fact, I think Thorn should stay out here with me for a little extra protection while the three of you go in. Extra protection? Go in? Oh, yeah. We're going to get to go in the trumpet of travel. I knew it. No, you didn't. Well, I knew something was going to go wrong. The master tinker takes you inside her workshop and gathers the missing socks and the printed out pictures from the Sun Snapper mothership. You see, the trumpet of travel is a combination of magic and technology created in a rare moment of cooperation between all the guilds. She runs the socks and the pictures through a pair of rune-carved wheels that squeeze the ingredients even flatter, causing the runes to light up green and purple as they spin upon the wheels. Extracting the essence from a magically advanced culture like the fairies and a technologically advanced culture like the sun snappers will allow me to open a door into the trumpet's pocket dimension. But it will be up to you three to get everyone out. How long will we have? A day at most. Oh, that's plenty of time. I mean, they must be packed in there pretty tight. They won't be hard to find. Well, you might not have that long. Oh, what now, Thorn? Someone wanted this trumpet cursed. Yeah, the bakers of Berend. They were the only ones that didn't get sucked into the trumpet. Mm. Well, whoever's behind this. They will likely sense the magic that I used to reverse the curse. Okay, the plot thickens. Uh, how will we know if there's trouble out here while we're in there? She doesn't know. What? What? Uh... It's true. I've never dealt with such a marvel of technology and magic. The sooner you can get folks to leave, the more people we'll have out here to help. Alright, get in and get people out fast. And tell them to be ready for trouble. The Master Tinker nods and pulls a lever, causing the two long rune-carved wheels to lift up and insert themselves into the wall of her workshop like two giant arcane batteries. The entire workshop seems to spring to life 
as streaks of purple and green spread out through the walls like vines. Are you quite ready? Shouldn't you have asked that before you put the batteries in the wall? Probably. Now place the trumpet on the pedestal. And a small column of metal and stone rises up out of the ground, with an even smaller opening at the top. That's the perfect size for the mouthpiece of the trumpet. Uh, hang on a second here. Before we hand over the trumpet, I want to try to figure out if she's tricking us or helping us. Okay, Scully, roll wonder. <laughs> okay. Oh, six. You felt so uneasy about all of this that you can't get a read on her. But Thorn sees your skeleton eyes widen and pats you lightly on the back. The Master Tinker is a lot of things, but a liar isn't one. I'll keep an eye on her. Okay, I stand the trumpet straight up on the column. The mouthpiece clicks into place and... And the three valves, those little finger keys on the side of the trumpet, start moving of their own accord as... A giant portal springs up out of the bell, swirling just under the ceiling of the tinker's shop. I scoop up Skullin and Zachamedes in one arm, then I take out my thorn whip with the other, and I sling it towards the portal. Shouldn't we have a bathroom break first? You find yourself staring out over a bright, lifeless desert. But you quickly hear a rumbling in the distance. I want to ready a fire shield egg and make it glow threateningly so we look more scary. Yeah, I'll just flex my muscles. They're pretty big. I want to inspect the ground. I think it's weird we ended up in a desert. Okay, Skelly, roll learn. Getting all the rolls today. Yeah, that's a natural one. Skullin, as you investigate the desert floor, your uncomfortable wooden clog feet slip from under you, and you clatter onto the ground, breaking into a hundred bones. Ow. It's going to take you a full round to put yourself back together. Wait, 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 no, Skullin, stay like that. Hang on a second. I want to kick some sand over him to see if I can disguise him as just a, you know, like an inanimate skeleton in the desert. Oh, good idea. Okay, roll dare. See if you can do it quickly and quietly before whatever's coming gets here. Oh, I got this. Six. We're not rolling well today. Can I help a little? It might be useful to have someone hidden. Okay, we'll make it a group roll. We'll take Lola's dare and whoever rolls the higher d20. That's a natural 20! You managed to bury Skullin completely, so that just the side of his head, where his ears should be, is at the top of the sand. That way he can still hear as the rumbling gets closer. And now it sounds a lot more like a buzzing? Why must we bees be the scouts? Because we can fly. But we are the finest musicians in all of Berend. This is be-meaning. I'm sorry you two are forced to be scouts, but we're here to save you. Who says we need saving? Says the bigger bee, flying in such a way that its stinger is pointed towards you. 
Whoa, wait, listen, we don't want any trouble, but you've all been trapped in the trumpet of travel, and we're here to set you free. But you are outsiders. We have never had outsiders here. Yeah, so buzz off. No, we must take them to the leaders. Get busy being our prisoners. And the two bees launch themselves towards you, Stinger first. Hey, bees are a vital part of our ecosystem. Yeah, and they don't sting unless they're threatened. Or you're like trying to steal their honey. We have evolved beyond that. And suddenly from behind their backs, the bees pull out a pair of guitars and start strumming them with their stingers. As they start playing their song, you all begin to feel sleepy. Even me? Even you, Skullin. Everyone roll dare to try to keep yourselves awake. Alright, I get an extra d4. That's a 13. Oh, I have to minus a d4. That's a natural one minus one. (laughs) I think that's our first zero. Zekamedes, you're out cold. And Lolandra, you take one hurt as your body slows down, but you're still able to move. Okay, I don't add anything to any of my rolls, because I like it simple, so... Oh, 17! The sand dulls the effects of the song, Skullin, so you're able to resist it easily, but if you do anything, you're going to give up your hiding place. I want to sort of wave at Skullin to stay down, and then take out my thorn whip, Can I disarm both of them of their instruments with one swing? They're not close enough for that to be possible, but you could get one. Yeah, all right, maybe that'll make their song softer. Roll there again. Nine plus two is 11. Your thorn whip reaches out and snags one of the guitars, so you won't have to roll to fall asleep. But you still take one hurt from the song this round. Ah, okay, if I take one more, I'm stunned, right? That's right. Then I'm going to try to pick up Zachamides and whip away their other guitar. Give it your best shot. Seven plus two. You pick up the slumbering Zachamides, but he suddenly feels like a warm, soft pillow to you. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. Your thorn whip lashes out but grows slack as you fall onto the soft sand with your little goblin pillow. Beautiful. Now we have to drag them both all the way back. The two bees sling their guitars back between their wings and use their long furry legs to gently pick their quarry halfway up off the ground and sort of slide drag them deeper into the desert. I want to wait until they're way far off, like I almost can't see them anymore. And then I'll just follow the trail in the sand. Oh, I like that, Skellin. Oh, do you think he could find my shield egg? Like I, I dropped it when I got knocked out? I'll let Skellin roll a straight d20 to check his luck. If he rolls 11 or higher, he'll find the egg unbroken. 11 on the dot! As you drag yourself up out of the sand, you see Zachamedes' fallen egg, still warm to the touch. He'd activated it with his magic, so you can use it to make one fire shield if necessary. Okay, I put my bones back together and follow the trail from a long way off. Time seems twisty and strange inside the Trumpet of Travel and you lose track of how long you've been following them. But then as you top a dune, you see the trail end at what looks like a frontier town, hastily built up by the banks of a dried-up river. 
There are ramshackle houses, beat-up businesses, and even a few hovels and tents. And people of all kinds wander around the streets, though many of them appear to be sunburned, dirty, and disheartened. Are there any skeleton people? There sure are, so you could blend right in, as long as one doesn't recognize you. Oh, I don't know, do I want to get recognized? If I were you, I'd try to keep a low profile. Yeah, something's fishy in this town, we're just too unconscious to see it. I'll tie a bandana around the lower half of my face, and I'll put my pirate hat away, cause people might recognize it as my mom's. Well, you don't have to try hard to look like a worn-down adventurer, and you easily blend in with the crowd. But you realize with all the foot traffic, you're not sure which trail belongs to your friends. Uh-oh. And that's where we'll pause our adventure. Well, Maggie, Julia, and Ruby, I hope you enjoyed the first part of your adventure. Folks at home, you can help us keep having adventures. By leaving a rating and review for What If World on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can get ad-free episodes, a better chance of getting your question answered, and see some of the Guilds and Goblins rules by joining us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash whatifworld. Dracomax has arrived to shout out Jeremy Block. He has a big brother named Ethan, and Jeremy loves dogs, his family, and building things out of cardboard. Then there's Keelan, age nine. She likes art and unicorns. And a brother Colin, age ten, really likes to play with his sister and build Legos. Finally, there's Z, age six, from Humboldt County in California. She loves her kitties, Reggie and Maymay. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, co-creator of What If World, Craig Martinson for our theme song, our helper Miss Lynn, and all you young adventurers. Until we adventure again, keep wondering. What If World, this is what